0: we
1: oh uh, in the marbles in the marbles hey everybody welcome to episode 56 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan my name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at soda underscore Hunter.
0: and I am Ethan you can find me on Twitter at Vivala Ethan
1: Now there's a really only 156 right?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's only 156.
1: Yep. It's Ray Payton Jr. from Herbie Fully Loaded.
0: Yep. I was, yeah, (laughs) you're, you are right, sir. That's what I was going to say too. You know, what's
1: ironic is that he was sponsored by Bass Pro. No way. Mm -hmm. I saw a picture of it. That's what made me think of it. Looking up 56 drivers. Really? It's Martin Truex, right?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, ironically, that car 56 was sponsored, even though he wasn't sponsored by Bass Pro in the 56, Martin Truex, but Truex has always had some kind of Bass Pro sponsorship with him. And yeah, yeah that 56 from Herbie Fully Loaded was sponsored by Bass Pro. It's interesting. I didn't know that until I saw a picture of it just a little bit ago. But, but um, you,
0: well, what year did that?
1: 2005.
0: Kind of, okay, so that was pre michael walter Prison. yes so, it was
1: yeah, it was that's like i, I think pre true x wasn't it uh, because tru- because no. uh he, he drove the, the well he drove the one but i don't know if i don't know when he started driving that one car and cup uh
0: 2005.
1: okay so he started driving the one car in cup then yeah but, I mean, he wasn't 56 until a lot later. It's just ironic. Oh, yeah. ironic that his number and his sponsor came together in a movie.
0: Awesome. Like that. That's super just,
1: funny. Yeah, really ironic. The only reason I know that was 2005 is because I painted – I went and saw that movie, and I painted my car like Herbie
0: Oh, that summer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was 53. Yeah. That's the only reason why I know that's 2005, because that was 2005 that I did that, because I still had that car, and it wound up getting – destroyed painted like Herbie, but you know, still it was neat. It was neat at the time. It, it took a, a, a half a day to do that. It wasn't nothing to it. You know, oh, really just duct tape. is what we use for the, we just use duct tape for the stripes. We got red, white, so, and blue duct tape and use that for the stripes.
0: Well, I mean, now you have to tell the story. Why did it, why did you destroy it?
1: I was coming around turn four at a little small quarter mile high bank dirt track. And sitting right in front of me on the straightaway, I was near the back of the pack at that point, around the start of the race, sitting right on the front straightaway crossways was another car, and I T-boned him. Oh. Passenger side. I didn't, like, hurt nobody, but I mean, it wasn't, I mean, a four-cylinder cars on the start. It wasn't going super fast anyway. It's just a car moved out of the way, and all of a sudden, there he is.
0: Oh, man. So I just T-boned him.
1: And it- Pain. It just it messed it up. We, we, did, we, we repaired it and got it back on the track for my brother, but it, it was never the same. So it, was, it basically got destroyed.
0: You know what else got destroyed this week? <laughs> my ego. Oh, I thought you were going to say Noah's, Noah Grace's jaw. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, my <laughs> ego. You know what? I was doing something on my, my PlayStation, and... <laughs> I accidentally deleted all of my data for all of my video games somehow. That's not so, good. So mm. NASCAR heat five had, I think tw- almost 3000 races <laughs> in my career. <laughs> and now I'm starting all over. So I skipped, um, dirt and went straight to trucks, signed with KBM. And then, so currently I think this is my second season and I'm racing KBM and trucks, Joe Gibbs racing and Xfinity. And, uh, that, brendan gone Mm -hmm. in cup series and i'm so upset because i only have like four wins (laughs) and when i had like over 400 wins i'm so upset man i
1: don't know what i'd do if that happened because i have like so many hours in red dead redemption and all that work that goes into getting all those all those Oh, the, the, the suits that you get with the perfect pelts and the legendary animals. And I, I would, I don't know what I would do with that. I'd yeah. go crazy. I
0: I'm so upset because I was so far on my world of outlaw game too. Mm. I mean, I owned my, you know, my own team in all those divisions and my equipment was five stars and Oh man, I, gosh, I don't, I hate my, I hate, I hate myself. <laughs>
1: That world of outlaws game is really fun when um, you're in that position to where you're not quite like you're not dominating everybody, but you you you're competitive. Yeah. I always thought that was the, that was the most fun. I mean, obviously, when you're out there on the racetrack when you're dominating everybody, that's the most fun. Uh, yeah. I've done that. That's the most fun. It's a lot more fun than running six or seven, trying to figure out why you're running six or seven right you know it's it's a lot more fun it's probably a lot more fun when you're equally as good as two or three people out there and you're battling for a win but it's just as much fun almost just to take off and win by half a lap but when it comes to video games i like that sweet spot i'm at with world of outlaws with my equipment and the level i'm at where i'm competitive And it feels really good to get the win, but I don't always get the win. I'm usually in the top three or four, you know, depending on the track. But I don't always dominate and get a win. Sometimes I do dominate and get a win. But that's just like real life when you're out there and you got a decent car like that. Sometimes you'll dominate, and then sometimes you'll run third or fourth. And you just got to figure out why you ran third or fourth and try to fix it the next time.
0: Uh, See, I... I was talking to one of the guys that I work at the racetrack with Um, his name is Travis. He listens to the show. Uh, Travis asked me, he said, do you have, like asking me, like, do you have any sort of interest in being a race car driver? And I was like, dude, no, not at all. (laughs) But I (laughs) I think if I, if I had to, like, if I really like if money wasn't an option and I can just go out there and have fun, the division I would go with is mod light.
1: Yeah, I see that. I see that.
0: Oh, have you? Do you know what those are?
1: I've seen them, but we don't have them around here.
0: Oh, man. We don't have them around here either, but man, they would come through maybe twice a summer, and those things are so cool looking.
1: I always thought mini sprints would be fun. Yeah. There's, there's like little motorcycle engines like just buzzing around the racetrack as fast as they go with as much grip as they have, like little mini Indy cars on dirt. I thought those would be something. Yeah. New.
0: I, you know, the one thing I've always been really obsessed with, like if I ever wanted to be, and it's not necessarily race cars, but it's, if I was like a race car driver of some aspect, I don't know what it's called and I don't follow the sport whatsoever, but it's like the uh, dirt bikes when they go around in circles on dirt.
1: Yeah. Like the Harley class. Like there's, 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 we had those at one of our quarter mile tracks. We have a dirt track here that is small enough where they run, uh, midget cars, they run legends and they run go-karts and those, those little, uh, those Harley motorcycles yeah. where, yeah, they dirt track all the way around the, the corners like that. Yeah. That looks fun. I don't do anything with motorcycles myself, but I bet if I, don't I did anything with motorcycles, I said, that looks like it. that'd be a lot of fun.
0: I yeah, I've never been on one. I've never attempted to drive ride, uh, me ride one. Or me neither. One. Uh But man, I, for some reason that that situation looks so much fun, so much fun.
1: It does. Another thing I always thought would be fun would be monster trucks.
0: You I, know, I've never been a fan.
1: I I I became a fan when my kids got really into it. You know, then I I started looking at that. I was like, man, that would. How do you get into that? You know, I mean, what do you do to get into that? How, how much fun would that be just to just to tear it up out there on some uh, cars and ramps and stuff like that? And yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, you be, have yeah. all these kids coming up, just looking up to you and everything. and just I don't know. I feel like there's a lot you could you could have fun with that with.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway,
1: we need to kind of move on and start talking about what happened this week. Yeah. Yeah. You went to the yeah. race this weekend.
0: I sure did. Yeah.
1: You want to talk about uh, what your experience was like?
0: Yeah, man. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, I, lo- and this is me being completely biased. I love Kansas speedway, Kansas speedway, top notch, uh, the best mile and a half track that we have. The only one close in the conversation would be Charlotte. And that's a really good racetrack as well. Kansas speedway. I, man, it started off pretty exciting i think uh jessica obviously this was her first um nascar event she went to uh saturday the arca race so we watched frankie munez lose again uh <laughs> the truck race where we watched kyle bush lose um grant Infinger. that was that was a really interesting race and then uh we came home so the way th- th- it was working out is it would cost us just as much Well, I guess this doesn't make us sound very smart at all, but uh, it was just as much to just drive back and forth as it was to stay in a hotel and Mm -hmm. we have, you know, pets here and we have, you know, our daughters here. (laughs) So like we had priorities, so we just drove back and forth uh, each day Yeah. and Saturday, I think we both had a lot of fun. We didn't go on the grandstands or anything. Uh, We just kind of... Took in the environment, the whole situation from the grandstands, which was a lot of fun. I think she had a lot of fun. She started getting really into the truck race right at the end of the race, surprisingly. (laughs) Um, She kind of was a little soured on it throughout the race, but we were really excited about Sunday. Uh, We come home, we drive all the way back to our house, which is about two hours away. And then we go to sleep and we get up and we're excited, we're pumped. And we're literally walking out the door and her job calls her and says, Hey, you can't go. You have to come into work all day. So it was yeah. very bittersweet. It was not, I wasn't planning on going. I was like, well, if, I was so mad because like they knew <laughs> yeah. like they knew what, what it was. It's her birthday weekend. and First time ever going to a cup race and stuff. But, um, she had to stay behind. And I, at first I was like, I'm not going. I know I don't, I feel bad now, you know, but she talked me into it. She's like, no, which she didn't really have to talk me into it, obviously. Uh, but so I went up there solo, uh, that was pretty cool. Cause when I got to the racetrack, um, I remembered seeing on the placard at the RCR trailer that Austin Dillon was doing an autograph session, um, Sunday at like 1130, 30. So I told Jess, I was like, hey, we have to just make sure that we're because we had to do some errands uh in the city before the race. But uh when we got to the track, he was <laughs> it was so funny because he was in the process of signing autographs at the RCR merch stand. I walked past because when I got there, uh in the Marbles Fantasy Cup driver, uh Josh J, who was also at the race, he called me and he said, Hey man, Ty Gibbs is, you know, uh, doing an appearance right now. He just got there. So I actually walked past Austin Dillon completely, like four football fields away, to go try to to see um, Ty Gibbs. And Ty Gibbs wasn't there, so I walked all the way back. Uh, In NASCAR, you don't have to pay for autographs. Mm -hmm. It's not like pro wrestling or – I don't know how football or baseball does it, but uh, you just kind of stay in line and you just kind of – wait your turn. So I got, I uh, got to the end of the line, which was not that long of a line. And as soon as I did one of the hand, I guess one of uh, one of the merch people Mm -hmm. stood behind me. It was like, okay, everybody behind you can't come. I was the last (laughs) person like at the last second. And I was like, Whoa, dude, that's wild. So um, yeah. So I kind of waited. I mean it, he was kind of in a hurry. So they were kind of like, Russian, and it was so funny and i'm not i'm not going to take up too much more time on this but uh the interaction itself was hilarious um so i get up there and i've always been a really pretty big austin Dillon fan so i was really excited for this moment uh and i don't i try really hard not to meet race car drivers uh just because like i met kyle bush i'm okay if i never meet him again like and that's not in a negative thing i just like these people are like heroes to me. So I don't want to meet too many of them just in case someone's, you know, not so friendly. And it's like, Oh gosh, now I, now I don't like you, you know? The good
1: thing about NASCAR is most of them are not like that. Right. It isn't like, you know, a wrestling personality or a football personality. These guys are normal people that just happen to drive these cars for a living. And we enjoy it so we kind of idolized some of them you know so uh, thankfully i've never met a nascar driver that was a jerk never and i've met probably about 20 or 30. you know i've just never met one that was that was mean or just didn't like where he was or wasn't wasn't cool with what he was doing at that moment you know yeah. like oh i just gotta sign this give it away you know just, no they all stop and they interact with you and they're all
0: really nice people it's every one of them i've ever met anyway But you're absolutely right. Like I've never had a bad experience when I meeting a NASCAR driver and uh, you know, I've met a couple of them, but this one by far was, I think the funniest. So I get up there and I'm, I'm, you know, pretty excited. Like, Hey Austin, like, Oh my gosh, it's such, you know, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm such a big fan. And I could tell that the person who's selling the merch in the RCR merch hauler, or more, uh, merch stand is having a conversation with Austin Dillon to a point where I couldn't like, and I've reflected on this since, you know, Sunday and I cannot for the life of me figure out if Austin was trying to be like, Hey dude, can you let me focus on my fans? Or <laughs> if Austin was like, I'm actually really intrigued in this conversation. So I'm just gonna skip through this meet and greet type of thing which either way like i totally understand so i get up there and i'm like almost waiting for the handler to stop talking because i don't want to over like i had to eventually talk over him to be like hey i'm a big fan i don't want to seem like an a-hole and not like tell you that i'm a big fan of yours uh i didn't obviously i didn't say that but (laughs) i said something along the lines of Hey man, I'm such a big fan. It's such an honor to meet you. Um, you know, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And this man, Austin Dillon, looks back at me. Looks because he's you know in, in the trailer and I'm on the ground. So he looks down at me and he says, "Oh yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Right on." <laughs> he has no idea what I just said. He has no idea. <laughs> so I looked at him. And I kind of blinked twice, and I, we had like a 12 second hesitation where we just sat there and we just looked at each other in, their, in each other's eyes. And I could watch the panic set into his face because he said that. And then I kind of stared at him thinking, oh my goodness, this guy has no idea what I just said to him. And I can see it in his, like the panic in his eyes, where he goes from, all right, cool oh why is he still staring yeah. at me? oh my gosh oh my gosh what did i say wrong did i say something wrong what did i say and then i just looked over at the guy who was behind me in line and he was going to take our picture and the picture came out fine so mm-hmm. uh I, I was it was killing me but one cool thing that he did say was um i walked away after that and this is the part of the story where it could be a true story that i just made up so i'll let you just decide uh i walked Back by the rcr trailer and austin dylan says hey you and i'm like oh me and he's like yeah dude don't you uh aren't you ethan at viva La ethan on twitter <laughs> that ha- is on the podcast with the soda and and the marbles and stuff and i was like dude that's totally me he's like whoa hey sorry about hi-hatting you earlier i was you know a little bit distracted but uh i heard that y'all were doing some giveaways and i was like yeah bro like we are he's like well that's cool because i know that because i listen every single weekend or every single week and it's kind of crazy no one's picked him yet in our fantasy cup but that's totally beside the point um he says you know what i'm gonna forgive everybody for not picking me in fantasy nobody's picked uh, him once never not one person (laughs) not even me um so he says he says i'm gonna forgive everybody and uh i want to donate a, a giveaway item to the fantasy cup. And I said, Oh my God, Austin Dillon. Okay. Coming in clutch. He said, how about you guys talking about us? So you and you and I come up with the cool little idea for the all-star that doesn't include point standings. Mm-hmm. And he donated an autographed hat to the winner.
1: So, do you want <laughs> to kind of go into what we're gonna do
0: with the All Star race? I'll let you, because I'm, you know, I don't want to accidentally say it wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, I mean, okay, Austin Dillon, you listening here to this this show? That's awesome, huh? Yeah, Bruh. um, very very cool that you got a an autographed Austin Dillon hat for a giveaway. That's yeah. very very cool. And this all-star event coming up, there will be a winner. Yes. Somebody, one person, will be a definite winner, and they will get the autograph hat. There is not going to be a, you have to win the race to get eligible, and if there's more than one winner, then we're going to draw. There's none of that. Whoever finishes ahead of everybody else will win the hat, whether you win the race or not.
0: And we can guarantee that everybody that is in the fantasy cup will have a different driver. That is
1: absolutely correct, because this is what we're going to do with it. This is the most fair way we can think that this is going to happen. Now, I have to do a little bit of research off the top of my head. I do not know the exact number of entries. I think it's 24, but I could be completely wrong about that. It's in the low 20s, I want to say, because you're going to have – a set number of drivers that are already guaranteed in they're already there unless somebody else wins new wins this weekend, you have a set number of drivers that are guaranteed to be in. And then you have a race beforehand that brings four people over. Two people are going to win from that race and get into the big main event, which is the all-star race. And then you're going to have, I think it might be two or three. I think there's one fan vote and I have, to, I have to double check exactly who gets in because is it also a pit crew championship
0: uh, person that gets I, in or something like I, that? Um, I think that's separate. They do have a competition for pit crew, but I think that's completely separate. Anyway, you have a
1: set number of people getting in, and then there's another race for people that didn't qualify for them to have a chance to get in. You're never going to know who's going to be in this race until it absolutely starts, the green flag. So this is what we figure we're going to do. We're going to do a little research and see exactly how many cars are going to be in this race. It is a set number. That is, that is for certain. I believe it's 26. 26 cars. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, I, I'll, we'll definitely double check before we actually do <laughs> yeah. the drawing. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to go down the points listing, uh, point standings after this weekend at Darlington. We're going to go down whatever the points are. So right now I'm going to tell you Justin's going to have the first draw. Yes, sir. And you guys are not picking who you're getting. You're not picking your starting spot. We are picking the starting spots by random draw. We're going to take all the numbers one through 20, whatever, however many starting spots are put them in a, a pool and we're going to go right down the list. Justin's going to be first. We're going to, I'm me or you, somebody is going to reach down into the, the pool of numbers, pull out a number. That starting spot is going to be the driver he gets and that will be when the green flag drops. That is very important talk because say he got a one. Okay. Just say he got a one. Say he got the pole position. Yeah. Cool. Say the pole position is Kyle Larson. Okay. He's got Kyle Larson. No, he doesn't. What if Kyle Larson had an unapproved change or something after between qualifying and the all-star race, and he had to go to the back of the field. Now Kyle Larson's last. He's going to have the third-place guy that got moved up to the front row when the green flag starts because that's how they – you'll see. You'll see how it goes if that happens to happen that way. It's going to be when the green flag drops. That, like, that is going to be it. If anybody gets moved to the back of the field, then the positions get changed around. That's the, to make it the most fair for the people who get the, the 20s. If something does happen, if they do draw the last place spot, well, maybe the best car just got put to the back because maybe he had to change the tires. I mean, he wasn't supposed to. You never know what's going to happen with that. So we're going to do that all the way down the list and we're going to be drawing starting positions. And when the green flag drops, whichever car is in that starting position, that's the driver you have. Everybody's going to have a separate driver, winner takeoff
0: and to your point so let's hypothetically and i'm pretty sure you touched on it uh let's say hypothetically i randomly get 14th who starts 14th none other than kyle bush i cannot pick kyle bush but this week this race this one mm-hmm. race will be the exception yep wherever just... we randomize random light randomize oh my god help me out <laughs> You had it randomly, ra- randomized. R- r- wherever we randomly, randomly, yeah,
1: randomly <laughs> chose.
0: Yeah, yes. wherever we randomly get you uh, started at, that is your driver. Whether you have picked that person before, that does not mean that I can go on and pick Kyle Busch one more time during the season. That makes no sense. Uh, it's kind of like our picks
1: mm-hmm.
0: are frozen after Darlington.
1: It's non-points race. Week. That's it. Yes. Non-points race, non-picks race. This is straight up a prize race yes that's all it is and everybody that's in it is eligible if you choose not to be in it you can let us know but really I mean you you got a chance to win an autograph Austin Dillon hat yeah I mean I want to win it yeah so I mean I love hats <laughs> I got so many of them.
0: I told Jessica I was like your your head better be in the game which I guess makes no sense because
1: she's not she picking. has <laughs> no <laughs> <And> say <in laughs>
0: nobody has it. any control um, over this <laughs> I told her I said we had a pet talk and i said your your head needs to be in the game okay because well that's the didn't... most
1: fun when, when you don't have when you don't have a when you don't have um you have to win the race to get the prize put in it into right. it on a prize race and if you if you don't it just gets pushed to the next uh race or next prize race or whatever when you have a whoever finishes ahead of anybody else is going to yeah. win this oh yeah and it's the most fun when it's all random i feel like it is because nobody's putting anything into this this is just like okay here's your driver good luck right you know i just i feel like that's a lot of fun so nobody has to you can take the week off nobody has to pick anybody for the all-star race now you better pick somebody for darlington coming up this weekend yes but next weekend is the all-star race you can take the week off don't worry about your picks we got that under control and hey maybe you win a
0: prize and instead of me posting the the typical post every Thursday, I'm going to try after getting off work Thursday uh, evening to go Facebook live and do all the qualifying stuff or you, I guess, not just it doesn't have to necessarily be me. Um, one of us will try Thursday night to get the qualifying stuff figured out.
1: Sometime I, I'm not going to guarantee Thursday night but sometime before um, the actual qualifying for the all-star race happens. Because we got to do this before the qualifying starts. Which I believe is Friday, right? I think so. I have to double check on the lineups and the formats and everything. i just just going to do some double checking before we go into it next week. That's all. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing. Uh, We did have a prize race this past week for, where the heck were they? Where were they just Kansas. now? Kansas. God.
0: Kansas. I had a break car like that earlier. They, that um, was the greatest NASCAR race of all time, and you already forgot where it was at. I won't
1: say the greatest of all time. I mean, Brother. Hamlin dumped the leader to win the race at the end of oh,
0: the Oh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't think he did it on purpose.
1: Uh, he did not do it on purpose. He meant to hit him.
0: Well, he, I mean, <clears> I don't <throat> know. That's such a, ugh, I don't know. Even Larson said he didn't do anything wrong.
1: Uh, He got distracted because Ross Chastain was knocking somebody out on pit road. I mean, that's true. During his interview, he he was mad. And then he saw that
0: happening. He started laughing. So, okay. So really fast, the, the Hamlin and, and uh, Larson thing on the back straight away on the last lap, I encourage absolutely everybody to go listen to this latest episode of, uh, that de- uh, actions detrimental. Denny Hamlin actually goes into really, really detailed specifics of how that all went down. And it makes perfect sense.
1: Oh yeah. He just, he, he's in this position right here to where he's not really practicing what he preaches. Sure. Like he doesn't have okay. like he'll, he'll, Scream about respect all day long, and then at the end of the race, he just keeps his foot in it, knowing good and well he's going to hit this dude, and uh, whatever, as long as you get the win, right? No respect, not needed. I mean, that's what I saw, but I mean, I whatever. I mean, he got the win, it, and I guess it was he, he didn't he didn't intentionally wreck somebody to win but he sure as heck wasn't going to like you know give him like he didn't have the spot he wasn't beside him i mean he he didn't get beside him he just ran right into him
0: <laughs> so, I don't, so i don't know i don't know now. it was really weird like because i was obviously there i well, i was on the front straightaway, so That is so far away. We saw it happen. You can still see the cars on the back straightaway. Yeah. Uh, But it was so hard from the angle. It didn't, I don't know what it looked like. All I saw was Hamlin passed him, and then I just saw smoke. So I thought Larson blew his motor. I was like, Oh no, dude. And then I saw the damage and I was like, wait a minute. Did he door him? Like what happened? And I texted you immediately and I was like, was there contact? And you were like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Well, what the heck? So I uh for some reason they didn't show the replay on the the big screen at the racetrack. So I had to wait. I mean, I waited until after Victory Lane and stuff. I walked all the way out to my truck and then watched the replay. And I was like, At first it kind of looked like a Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush, Darlington 2020 situation where kyle spun chase completely just misjudged it Mm -hmm. so i was like okay did you just misjudge it and then i started seeing like the larson what he was saying you know obviously i was a little preoccupied with the whole ross chastain and noah gregson thing (laughs) uh but it wasn't until i got home where i saw larson talked about it and i was like okay well i mean i i heard what larson said about it before hamlin and then hamlin explained it on his podcast and it was i mean it just makes sense so like i kind of i see everyone like being so harsh on denny being like oh he's a hypocrite and stuff like that and i was like man i just i can't see it that way but i can see why people think it that way
1: you're just gonna have to see why i think it that way because i (laughs) i get it um i'm all on a hypocrite hamlin bandwagon right now
0: (laughs) i get it that's oh
1: man but One person. Okay. Let's that happened. Hamlin won. Kyle Larson got wrecked twice in this race and once last week. So he's probably about tired of, he's got wrecked three times in two races. He's probably pretty sick of getting wrecked. Yeah. Right about now. Um, man, he, at least he came back and finished second. He did finish second in it. So yeah, he didn't lose too many spots anyway.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I'm getting my stories mixed up. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself for a second.
1: Um. Okay. So let's go into the rush yesterday Noah Grayson thing.
0: Okay. Now I'm not uh, ahead of myself. So yeah. perfect. <laughs> perfect segue.
1: So all race long, you had people like washing up the track and yeah. losing the nose. I mean, that was kind of what the issue with Larson and Hamlin was for a little bit there at the end. I thought them two were about to put on, they were too up until that last back straightaway, they were putting on a clinic of how you actually, uh, time these passes, how you work with the air on the driver in front of you and behind you and stuff like that. They were, they were taking away each other's lines, uh, taking yeah. the downforce off of each other's noses and spoilers. And it was a clinic of how you do this. And it was being explained so well in commentary too, by these drivers and it was so much fun to watch and it got i don't even care nothing about hamlin at all kyle larson i was like okay whatever i'm just not the biggest fans of these guys right like they're out there and they're really good but i'm not i'm not buying any hamlin and larson stuff i'm just i don't right. care. but man that was it was it was good it was so good it kind of got spoiled at the end but i wish they would have just kept their noses clean and had a good solid race all the way back but that is what it is. But all race long, you had people doing that, right? You had people yeah. messing with air, and they were running three and four wide all the way around the racetrack. And so at one point, Ross Chastain kind of washes up the track a little bit off of four. Noah Grayson is, I'm beginning to think he's just an overreactor to everything Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. that happened at Talladega, too. He's just like, oh, they're on the <laughs> yeah. inside of me. Got cut down any wrecks. I mean. Yeah. And then right here, he's got Ross Chastain beside him. And they start, he starts coming up the track a little bit. I don't know what Noah did. I don't know if he just turned right or what, but he walled himself trying to get away from Chastain. Chastain left him a whole lane and a half up there. Yeah, I don't know what he did, and he swears that
0: Tra- Chastain fenced him. Fenced? He didn't even touch you. Something about fenced. Yeah. You. So here's um, really fast because I think I have the answers that that NASCAR is not showing us. So I was very confused about uh, no. Now, if I wasn't if I wasn't at the race at all, what you're explaining about Ro- uh, Noah Gregson saying that he was walled by mm-hmm. raw stressing i would be very confused about that so i have not went back and watched the race yet because i normally do that um on our off week which is coming after sonoma so in about four weeks i'll i'll watch this race back then just so there's a still nascar in the house whatever um <laughs> so i i was very confused by that like he didn't put you in the wall that was the thing so i was watching. Uh, Ross Chastain most of the race just because, and this sound. Oh, I don't know. This sounds weird. Um, one thing that I love about. Oh God, I can't. Okay, one thing I love about Kansas Speedway is how these drivers can rim ride Mm -hmm. the wall. Yeah, I, dude, the fastest way to my heart is a is a good (laughs) rim ride, bro. Like I'm not. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I love how they get right up on the wall, and they can just—it's magical. It's absolute. It's absolutely magical, and like just talking about so it you're saying you saying
1: rimming is magical. That's what you're saying. Oh,
0: dude, it's life-changing. <laughs> like if you haven't experienced this in your life, you need to. You seriously need to. Give oh, it a I try. I get I have.
1: I have. My old racetrack was like that. Yeah, I have. <laughs>
0: He says, "Yeah, <laughs> um, it's literally." It was the unlike, most fun.
1: I will say that it was the most fun.
0: It is literally, uh, absolutely. I cannot get through this. Um, it was awesome, literally, like like jaw dropping, <laughs> awesome. Well, then you're gonna uh, love Darlington. I love Darlington. Yep. I would love to go to Darlington. Oh, I would just to see it in person. Um, so. I was watching Ross Chastain because he was rim, rim riding the tarnation out of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it was about forty laps before the 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 situation that you see on TV where Noah pretty much walled himself. So it was about forty laps before that, Chastain digs him into the wall like they were coming off four just like they were, and Chastain he made some heavy contact like it looked intentional and i was like wait a minute what was that all about the whole stadium of uh, the whole stadium the whole track you know crowd was like what the world was that never you know everybody was saying that there wasn't a replay there wasn't a replay so and then you know 40 laps later they were lapping noah and that's when uh the situation that you see on tv happened where he didn't really touch him but like the air and stuff or whatever. Um, that's, and then I feel like it's getting misconstrued. I think Noah is saying, Hey, he put mm-hmm. me in the wall 40 laps ago, but the TV is not showing that. I don't know if we just didn't have cameras on it or what. I guess but not. I, saw I never
1: saw that. Nobody's yeah. ever talked about that.
0: Right. And that's why I'm like, wait a minute. That's why I'm so, I'm so like almost upset about because everyone's like, Saying this and that, it's like, wait a minute. I, I think Noah Gregson actually has a pretty good reason of being really pissed off at Ross Chastain. I think he has every right to be as upset with Chastain to go up up and not grab him, but he had he definitely deserved to go have words with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like because it was a hard hit.
1: Yeah, I mean Noah, if that's the if that's the washing up the track that Ross Chastain was apologizing for after the race when Noah came up to him then, yeah, absolutely. But if he's apologizing for that thing that, you know, Noah saw him on the inside of him and freaked out and went and slammed the wall and then come back down across the track and tried to hit him, if he's talking about that, then that's dumb. But if there was something that the cameras didn't pick up and nobody else has even talked about, then, yeah, okay. But I haven't never been – I wasn't corrected the entire time on Twitter talking about this. I don't think anybody knows about that except for the few people that saw it there.
0: Yeah, so uh, the and God bless this gentleman behind me who had <laughs> I oh I don't even know where to start with this guy, but he was uh, a little bit older, and you could tell that he he had uh, some hearing problems, and his son or friend or whoever that person was beside him, uh, <laughs> he would say, "Oh, you know, whatever," uh, Austin Dillon spun. And the guy would say, what? And like uh, straight up Stone Cold, what? You know? Uh, and he'd say, Austin Dillon's fun. <laughs> and it would <he'd> say, what? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it just went on for like hours, it seemed like. So finally, he, <laughs> the older guy started streaming the race on his phone with uh, Bluetooth through his hearing aids. So he could hmm. hear it like the TV as he's watching it live in like at right there you know uh so we had asked him 14 times hey did they say anything about chastain and noah gregson's contact because everybody in my area we were all talking about it like oh dude noah's not the guy to do that to." so like i mean it was hard enough that it was a and then there was like a caution about five laps later and you could tell noah was trying really hard to get to chasse and he just didn't get there because there's too many lap traffic uh cars between them so I don't know I don't know what happened but uh we asked the guy if they talked about it he said no they never went back to it they never even talked about it so it's like well and that's why I'm kind of confused because it sounds like everyone's a little bit confused about what's going on
1: well it, we're just seeing what we what we see right yeah, if we yeah. don't see the other thing if nobody ever mentioned it or Nobody's talked about it. It wasn't shown in the race. There's no replays of it out there. Then we don't know. Right. um, But after the race, you have Noah with his bowl cut. Yes, sir. Man, that bowl cut. It was glorious when it got, you know, clocked. Um, (laughs) He come up to Chastain and Chastain is his normal self. He's like, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry. I did that. And he can he can do that as many times as he wants to, but eventually somebody's not gonna take that anymore. Right. And when before you have somebody just all they do is block them on the racetrack up and down, and then they'll uh talk about them in the interviews and Ross says, like, well, nobody's ever come to me with that. They only talk about it with you guys, they don't talk to me about it. That's he said that before. And here comes yeah. Noah down Pit Road. He's going to talk to him. And he's like, okay, cool. So he goes talk to him. Ross is like, I'm sorry, I apologize. I washed up the track. And Noah decided he's going to grab him by the uniform, like right in the chest. Ross immediately grabs the other arm. He says, yeah. back off. He told him three times, back off. Stop it. Stop it. And then that's it. And the minute Noah like shoves him, like, he, he has a hold of him with his left hand. And when he starts shaking him, Ross just let, just nailed him. And man the audio, the up close oh. audio of that punch. Goodness oh, gracious. Soda.
0: Soda, you have no idea. Um <laughs> when they played it uh on the big the surround sound, that pop that you heard, <laughs> it echoed. It <laughs> echoed. You could hear it all the way to Arrowhead. Like it echoed and I'll tell you the absolute oh <laughs> out from that entire Grandstand could have hit the Richter scale like it was oh my goodness it was amazing <laughs> and I have a couple of things to say about this all right, all right let's hear so first off
1: people are actually calling Ross a wimp for sucker punching no aggression oh so on. that is not what happened here Nope, not at all. Noah walked up to the dude, grabbed him, was told three times to back off and stop, and then shook him. You're out of sucker sucker punch range right there. Yeah. This is get off me range, And, and he nailed him. I mean, it's not Noah's fault that he didn't have the guts to hit first. Ross had the guts to hit first. Or he had the melons to hit first. That sounds better. I think that sounds better. He laid his own little watermelon punch in there. Okay? So, I don't want to hear this sucker punch junk. And then there's people complaining, oh, security guards stopped Noah from coming back. He was going to swing at the security. Yeah, the security guards there to stop the fight. The fight hadn't happened until Ross punched him. The security guards did their job. They stopped the fight. That's how, that's how it right. works. They were stopping Ross from getting in there too. And Ross is smiling away. After he did it.
0: Yeah. So oh, I I, love it. I haven't really heard anything about the sucker punch mm. uh, aspect. If that's what you think, then I'm sorry, but you're completely wrong. That's not a, it's not a sucker punch. Uh, I have been seeing a lot of people criticize the security guard. Now let me so criticize the
1: security guard for doing his job. Just, yeah,
0: yeah. This, this gentleman if you go back and watch that full full take uh ross chastain does not waste very much time whatsoever letting go of noah's mm-hmm. arm and getting that good punch in. this security guard was simply just hey if you're going to have words have words if you're going to shake shake whatever once that hit you know the the punch was thrown he has to break
1: that up that's his job Yeah, he, he can't I mean, just say well have at it when you hit the ground we'll pick you up you can't do yeah. that.
0: You know, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's like going to, to, to a grocery store and, and getting a, a thing of eggs and dropping one egg. But I don't know. What am I trying to say? I, I don't know. I, don't know. Anyway. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> what I feel is that if, if, Noah, if Noah really... it You can't grab somebody on in the chest like that and shake them. And expect to not get hit in the face. Right, dude. What right. is your problem? I mean, if you wanted to start something, you better do something a little more than grab somebody and
0: shake them. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to start something, go up there and nail them. It's kind of uh ironic because that's kind of how Kansas people we do our business. If we don't like people, we just hey, let's go outside, punch each other in the face a couple times, and like, okay, hey, you know what? That's not too bad. You're not too bad of a person. That's, I mean, it's a very Kansas thing to do. So, like, good on Ross Chastain, I guess.
1: It's, uh, man, I was laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. I must have watched. The, there's two different angles up close. One of them is hilarious because it has Joey Logano behind it.
0: Oh, I know. And he's
1: like drinking a Coke <laughs> or something like that. And he hears the punch and he turns around and he just sits there and watches it and drinks a Coke. Like, he doesn't want nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. He's not, I do like the fact that nobody else got involved.
0: Oh, yeah, I like that. It, too. It
1: wasn't like a big crew fight on pit road that you see sometimes where all the crew members get into it because they don't have nothing to do with this. this is between them two right. drivers. That's fine. Leave it between them two drivers. This is if, if people are not as familiar with racing as we are. This happens all the time on the local level. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Cops were called to the pits at one of my local tracks.
0: Dude, that's every Friday over here. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's always somebody getting out, trying to fight somebody because right. they feel like they got wrecked on purpose or something like that. And usually it's not. It's just these people can't drive. So, right. you know, they get mad at each other for putting their car in the wall or maybe costing them a couple of positions. So they want to fight afterwards. It's the dumbest thing. But yeah. it happens everywhere. And this is part of racing. The most famous that the thing that put NASCAR on the map was a fight in seventy nine right. Daytona five hundred between Donnie Allison, Bobby Allison, and Kale Yarborough. Yeah. Mostly, it was Bobby and Kale, but that was the fight. That, that, that's it. That's that put NASCAR on the map. And this kind of stuff happens. It just doesn't usually. It doesn't happen that often anymore, especially where they actually, somebody actually got a good punch in. Because usually right. they just start like, you know what? Credit for Noah Grayson for not take for not keeping his helmet on. I will give him credit for that because that is my biggest pet peeve. If you're gonna come at somebody wanting to fight them, they usually wait until that person has their helmet off, they keep their helmet on, then they come up at them.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't stand that. That is chicken crap. That's exactly yeah. what that is. It's just anyway. You know, I'm-
0: do you know who the do you know who the real MVP of this whole situation is? Who's that? Noah Gregson's jawline, because man, it takes <laughs> a beating. Good I, lord!
1: I love the way the ball cut just whoosh, when he got hit too. I will say though, so I
0: I'm very glad that that fight didn't go any further because I'm mm-hmm. not really in the business of watching unless it's well it's so weird because i'm a wwe fan but like i'm not okay like watching well, the ufc kind of makes me uncomfortable well on top of
1: that those are trained fighters they know how to fight right these are race car like, drivers they know how to drive they don't know how to
0: fight i it's so weird because i'm a big seth brawlins fan i'm a big austin theory fan when i i mean i don't get emotionally invested in their wrestling matches uh i don't have a ufc but I, guy but i'm a big fan of um uh anderson silva i don't get emotionally invested in that when i see kyle bush going walking down the pit lane of las vegas in 2009 and go straight up and punch joey logano in the face and get pretty much bombarded by his old the whole pit crew mm-hmm. i am ready to fight someone like i am ready to like hulk up and tag me in brother you know like we're gonna do this together. Um I I just get so anxious. Like and that's what it was like with Chastain and Noah like and I'll tell you man if that security guard wasn't there that would have been a real good fight cuz Noah was coming with some Oh yeah, he had hands.
1: a he had a fist on the way. I mean it yeah. was it was locked and it was it was deployed at that exact moment that dude intercepted it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and, I, mean, I mean
1: I mean who knows if who knows who would have won that. I think it's interesting uh, that Ross could have uh, that Ross actually was man enough to throw the punch because yeah. now I don't know how many people going to come at Ross like that now.
0: And that's that dude to knock uh, you out. <laughs> so that's the thing. I think if that security guard wasn't there, Ross would have won that fight simply because of how hard he connected with that first punch. But Ross would have also walked out with blood. Oh, probably so.
1: I bet you. That. Probably so. It, it's something that didn't need to escalate beyond that. Right. This was Ross yeah. saying, get off me. I've told you three times. Well, here it is. right? And Noah didn't do it, and so he got clobbered for it. And it was also my, his fault for not initiating the punch initially, if that's what he wanted to do. If yeah. he wanted to fight, he should have went up there and fought.
0: Anyway. My, uh, and the last thing I'm going to say about it is uh, my favorite part was Chase Elliott looking at Noah after the fact and says, well, somebody's got to do it. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Someone's gotta what get punched in the face by Ross Chastain? Like you tagged <laughs> in, brother. Like you go know for it. Like, somebody's like, gotta
1: talk mean? to him. Somebody's gotta do it. Somebody's gotta get what? up there in his face. Like, okay, Chase, you're you're up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've had problems. So let's Hamlin, go. Hamlin, you're up.
1: You're you're next. Uh Larson, where are you at? Larson, you had problems with <laughs> him too, right? Where where are these people Gosh. at? The big boys yeah. aren't gonna do it. They they make this old you know, rookie. Noah Gregson go out there and take a lick for everybody, you know, but those yeah. big boys, they're not, they're not touching that. No, that can happen. Yeah. And I bet none did, of them will ever do that again.
0: Did you, uh, <laughs> did you see that thing on Instagram that I tagged you in? Of, probably uh, not. Like, probably not. I haven't looked
1: at Instagram in a minute.
0: Noah Gregson. Like, it was, I don't know what, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like a group of kids and they're like, one of them's whispering in the, other kids a year, and he's like pumping him up, like "Come on, man, go, just go do it." And like it was the number nine talking to the forty-two, <laughs> and like the kid goes, "Oh, <laughs> it was so funny, dude." Uh, anyways, um,
1: awesome. I think we're gonna need to take a quick break. And Kansas was fun; it was a lot yes. of fun. It's a fun race in general. It is becoming one of my favorite tracks. It, I know it's probably your favorite track, but it's becoming one of my favorite tracks. Talladega is my favorite, but yeah, this is becoming one of my favorite tracks. My top three or four, anyway. Absolutely, um can't wait for the next one real quick though kind of closing up on kansas the tyler reddick had an interesting opportunity to do something that's never been done in the history of nascar and be the third straight driver a third straight time a single number one at a racetrack with three different drivers did you know that
0: yeah, they were talking about it all day. No, that's why I'm uh, sure Jessica, you,
1: yeah, I'm sure they were.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why Jessica and I we chose Tyler because we we're like history, baby. And I figured then, it would yeah.
1: happen too once they mentioned it so much, and it looked like yeah. it was on the way to happening at one point. But yeah, it did. yeah, the fact Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, and then Tyler Reddick would have been the third driver in a row in, in that 45, with different drivers. That's that's wild because you think about it. Who else would I mean, Earnhardt our juniors won four in a row at Talladega. The eights won four in a row at Talladega that way. Uh, The 43s won probably a lot in a row, 24th, but they've all been the same driver. Right. So that is interesting. Uh, Only thing I could think it possibly be different, maybe 21 or 11 or something. I don't, I don't know because you know, a lot of those got swapped up between Waltrip and Yarrow at one point, or I mean, I don't know. Uh, It had, it would have had to go way back, but it never happened before. So, it didn't still has to right. happen though but we'll take a quick break and then we're going to come back with some red flag green flag and just talk about darlington real quick um real quick i want to talk to about uh, i'm going to say real quick one more time before we go into it real quick there we go um talk about skemixs.com uh we use it all the time it's a website that you go to to get syrups for alcoholic beverages coffees any any type of flavoring you want added to any type of beverage you have, really. You can go to this place, get these syrups, all sorts of flavors, and they're usually really low on the sugar end. Uh, Usually they're mostly sugar-free. Some of them even cater to the keto lifestyle like we do, like we have. So check them out. You're going to have something on there that you like. I guarantee it. Use code MARBLES at checkout and get 10% off your first order. That's SkinnyMixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast.
0: Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time, right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So
1: how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff, like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. All right, so let's do a little uh, red flag, green flag.
0: All right, yeah. We I'm just gonna go down the list. We probably and, talked about a
1: lot of it already, but let's let's get into it.
0: Yeah, really fast. We're gonna go through uh, NASCAR 75 really fast. We had I think like eight new names added. I think we we only have one more. That's it, I believe. I think. Um, so red flag, green flag. Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR Greatest 75. Yeah green
1: obviously i mean come on you can't tie petty and earnhardt even though you have the personality of a stick you can't tie <laughs> you can't tie petty and earnhardt in championships and not be one of the one 75 greatest drivers
0: so really fast about jimmy i'm trying to make this really really fast uh <laughs> on the dale jr download this is probably the funniest episode i have ever heard in my life um dale jr was talking about the one night getting drunk with jimmy johnson and (laughs) to a point where they were at someone's house or they were at jimmy's house or dale's house or someone's house and (laughs) dale like wakes up or something and he looks over and he sees jimmy johnson in the corner of the closet peeing it's way funnier like how dale jr explains it so go look that up on youtube it is so funny uh but ever since then it really sucks because you just said it like he has a personality of a, of a stick but even this past weekend or this past uh episode of the dale jr download he said he said he tried to talk to jimmy johnson so many times like man you are so funny you're so outgoing like why don't you Put some of that on TV, like let the fans see that side. And, and Jimmy's literally told him he didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I was like, man, that really sucks. But yeah, you're not wrong. He really does have a maybe, personality.
1: Maybe you could have progressed the sport and more people actually know who you are instead of just Earnhardt and Petty being seven time champions. Maybe more people outside of NASCAR would actually know Jimmy Johnson. Right. I mean, he's kind of a NASCAR fans champion. Right. Yeah. To Petty and Earnhardt, who transcended the sport.
0: Yeah. You, know, you definitely know what the 43 is. You definitely know who the three is. But oh, yeah. sometimes I think the 48 gets lost in tra- translation. 100%. You
1: know? 100%. Like people will think Jeff Gordon is the next seven time champion over Jimmy right. Johnson because Gordon oh, yeah. also transcended the sport. So you have those big three, you know, yeah. and that Junior did to an extent as well, obviously. And even though he never won the championship, he still went, he was still out there. Right. And, but beyond that, really, uh, Kyle Bush was close. I don't know if he's quite done that. He has a, I'm not saying it has a personality that Jimmy Johnson does, because that is not <laughs> no. what I'm saying. I right. don't think he's transcended the sport though. You're yeah. starting <laughs> to get yeah. that there's a chance that it could happen right now with Ross
0: Chastain. Oh, so that's, Oh, I 100% agree with you. I think 2008 Kyle Bush had, he he was the last time we had an opportunity to make a NASCAR cup series driver, a superstar. Yeah.
1: A household name. Well,
0: we dropped the ball on that, but Ross Chastain right now with the, with the uh, Martinsville, Uh, watermelon whatever you want to call that um on top of the fight now melon
1: and the watermelon yeah the hail
0: melon that's it i'm calling Um, it a
1: watermelon punch nobody said that too much i'm calling it a watermelon punch
0: yeah so you get those two just those two alone i mean you have an opportunity to market this dude track house uh justin marks i mean chevy i mean advent health everybody that has a finger on on ross chastain has an opportunity to make him a superstar with your logo all over it. Imagine if he
1: gets the Bush sponsorship next year and gets that kind of oh. money behind him. I mean, how much fun would he be in, like, Bush commercials and stuff? Oh, man. It, I would be wearing so much Bush, Bush crap. I mean, just... It, yeah. It, I, I hardly ever... The only, like, beer stuff I ever wore was Miller. And that was only when Rusty Wallace was doing it. You know? I would wear so much beer merch <laughs> uh-huh. with a one all over it. If he gets that sponsorship next year, it's, I mean, I'm going to get like the first official, you know, Bush die cast, you know, because back when I was a kid, that, that was a big deal. When you finally got the die cast, you were old enough, or you got the, somebody got you that die cast. I had the real sponsor on the side of it. That was always such a big deal when I was a kid. And it's, it's still a little a little bit of a big deal because you can't buy those in Walmart. You, know, yeah. you have to buy those off the website or maybe at a vendor like at a at a show or something like uh there's you know some of these like conventions and stuff Those auto shows and stuff sometimes they'll have these little vendors that have like rows and rows of diecasts and that's where you find your your bush and bud and miller cars out there you know that you can't find anywhere else or three chi or whatever right um i hope they take advantage of this. This has nothing to do with your question about Jimmy Johnson. It always <laughs> yeah. comes back to Ross. yesterday
0: Yeah, it sure does. But getting back to Ross I for a second, for a split second. Um, I, I just want to ask the listeners a question really fast who show your hands of, Anyone that wants to hear me burst Soda's bubble right now. Soda, this is awesome with the whole Ross Chastain being a uh, Bush, Light or Bush uh, sponsorship. However, Josh Berry has entered the conversation.
1: I know. I saw that. I, he hasn't yeah. entered the, the Bush thing on the four-car conversation, but he's entered uh, the four-car conversation.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. And more power to him, man. More power to him. I like think, Josh Berry.
0: You don't think Bush would stay with Josh Berry?
1: I mean, if they think that they could, I mean, you can you imagine the amount of oh. sponsors right now trying to figure out how they can get on
0: that one car? Oh, you know, the one, the one people, the one person, the one company that is doing everything they can to make sure that their head is not underwater when it comes to Rosh Chastain in next season. Hmm. Chevy. Mm-hmm. Chevy is absolutely nails on the job trying to keep their head above water trying to get get him anything because oh if you told me another year in, in xfinity or kevin harvick's race car yikes yeah i'm going to ford all day yeah
1: yeah but um yeah uh i was gonna say something about Chastain. Real quick. I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. Anyway, um, let's go on and continue with the red flag, green flag. Maybe I'll remember it. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, Really fast. I did not expect us to go in that much of a tangent on Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, we need to Uh, get moving. Yeah, so uh, red flag, green flag, no explanation. (laughs) Uh, Matt Kenseth, what do you think?
1: No explanation, just Matt Kenseth.
0: (laughs) Well, red flag, green flag. Uh,
1: What, just the 75, you mean?
0: Yeah. Just the as interview. a NASCAR
1: seventy five driver, yeah, yes, green flag,
0: yes, green flag with fit me as well. And Joey the last Logano, last Cup
1: champion, Matt Kenseth. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to. He's a two time champion, isn't that right? Yeah. Joey Logano's two time yeah. now.
0: Yeah, you have I to green agree. flag, green flag, uh, yeah, Kevin Harvick, green flag, green flag. What about Larry Phillips? Who, Larry Phillips? What Larry we just, Phillips? What? We just,
1: we're just letting anybody that's won some races in now, ain't we? Yeah, um, sure I So, I mean, I get it. I I saw the stats. I'm like, wow, he's won a lot of races. Like, is Dick Trickle in the in the top seventy five? Uh no. Well, no. if we're going by something like this, then probably he should be too, right? Well, there's still one more spot. You think that one spot's going to be Dick Trickle? Hey, you never know. That dude was a short track racing king. They said he won over a thousand races in his career. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and he's not in over this guy? I've never even uh, heard of this guy before this weekend.
0: I've, I've never heard of. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> yeah, I don't red flag. Yeah, not care. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to go green flag on this next one. How about Sam Ard?
1: You have to remind me what what exactly he's done.
0: Uh, Sam Ard is on uh, third on the most win list
1: in Xfinity series. I thought that's what it was. I thought he was a big time Xfinity driver, kind of back in the yeah. day a little bit. Big time. Um, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, he's he's like that. It's that that borderline yeah. deal, right? Like. It's a name that not a lot of people know, but you see his accomplishments in a top NASCAR division, like yeah. basically one of the top three. Anyway, the top three divisions is what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess green flag, but I'm indifferent. All right.
0: Yeah. Two more on the NASCAR 75 front, Kurt Busch. The next two are going to be green flag, dude. Yeah, they are green flag for me. And finally, number one, number what What did I say? Number eight on the track, number one in your heart, Kyle Busch on the top 75 top greatest NASCAR. So you were of all getting time. worried
1: for a little bit. Oh, there. I was not.
0: I was not. <laughs> I do not remember that happening. Not worried. That's you actually all. thought they were going to leave Kyle Busch off his list. Bro, I'd have been, I'd have been pissed. <laughs> I'd have been pissed. <laughs> I, would have, I would have started a riot. All right, moving on. uh Red flag, green flag. Ryan Newman will be returning uh to the NASCAR Cup Series racing for Rick Ware Racing in the 51.
1: Green flag on him returning once in a while. That's really cool, really fun. Red flag on where he's going.
0: uh I 100% agree with you. I
1: wish 100. it was for a better team. I wish it, for, One. it was for
0: Trackhouse, Project 91.
1: Ooh, why yeah, couldn't I we do know. that? What happened there? No money, honey. I, pff, I don't believe that for a minute. I think I they know. just want to focus on Formula One drivers and road
0: courses. Maybe, but I mean, if Ryan Newman had the sponsorship, I mean, I don't see why Justin Marks <laughs> wouldn't say, "Hop on in." I just, I feel
1: like they they're just focusing on something different. Like they don't want to do that. Rick where, I mean, meanwhile, it's like, it's like. Uh, you mean a big time driver wants to drive in my car? I have absolutely, yeah. you know, doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. You know. I, um, I mean, I guess I agree with you. Green flag on Newman coming back. Not really. Like I really doesn't. That's no, good for him. Do...
1: Green flag. Good for him. If yeah. He loves to do it and he still races regularly now anyway. Yeah. If he loves to do it. And I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of be shorter tracks, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I no think idea. I
1: saw the list of tracks, and I think it's like Bristol, and oh god, New Hampshire maybe. Oh, I think it's, it's some it's some smaller venues. It's not like he's not oh. returning to Daytona and Talladega.
0: I thought he was only coming back just today,
1: this weekend. Is he racing at Darlington this weekend? Is he? Is it? Darlington? I thought he was. I thought he was doing a couple of races, but I thought it was, Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought it was smaller races. I want to say Bristol was one of them, but I, I could be wrong. I could be looking at something else too. So
0: awesome. Uh, green flag, I guess for that doesn't do much for me, but that's okay. Uh, something that does not do much for me is the next topic. Uh, really, I mean, you can't really answer this, but I kind of just write down, uh, things throughout the week or storylines or whatever. And obviously I was at the race, Um uh, Uh, I don't know why I put it, but I have in all caps, I have locked down the brakes hyphen. What? (laughs) Um, so (laughs) I think this was referring to Ty Gibbs, uh, Spinning out on the back straightaway, coming off of turn two. The individual that was sitting behind me was a NASCAR scientist, and he was a NASCAR expert, uh, just because he had the radio headset on so he could hear his favorite driver talking. Uh, you know, he kind of knows the lingo, so he knows what what he's doing. So um (laughs) apparently, I guess, but as Ty Gibbs was spinning, uh, they were showing the replay, and all this gentleman was this was screaming after the fact. This is like Two minutes after the wreck already <laughs> happened, he says, Lock down the brakes, kid. It was so obnoxious and just cringy all the way around. Uh so red flag for that. Don't do it again. Please don't. Well, he me did lock up.
1: down the brakes. That's how I blew the tire. I, I, that destroyed the front end.
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, it cost I me said,
1: probably thousands of
0: dollars in DraftKings. Thanks a whole lot. <laughs> i said kansas people are passionate i didn't say we were smart okay that's i'll tell you that uh moving on grant infinger wins the truck race i am all green flag and i have already pre-ordered my race to win 124 scale diecast car from lionel racing which you can do right now
1: i'm indifferent yellow flag i'm indifferent i don't care um look the, 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 this is what I was going to say earlier about Ross Chastain. It all comes back to Ross Chastain. Okay, look. So he was in <laughs> yeah. that truck race, right? He was. So was Kyle Busch. Yeah. Um, I was at a, like a, it was a birthday party, kind of like an adult get together thing. Like a bunch of people were there. Maybe about 30 people were there total. Out in the backyard, underneath like the porch area, they had a TV out there and it had the truck race on. And I didn't know half of these people. Yeah. In reality, I just and I knew most of them just by name only. There was only like a small number of people that hung out with all night long, all night long that I actually knew who they were. Um, but the host put the truck race on. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching a majority of it. I didn't watch all of it, but I got, I, I was set there and I kept up with it and saw who won and kept a hold of where Ross Chastain was. Um, people were walking through back and forth and Some people sit down and watch it. Some people just go on and do their thing. And some people just pass through and look at it and stuff like that. I cannot tell you how many times I heard this was before the fight. You know, this is truck race. I cannot tell you how many times I heard, oh, Melon Man's in there. That's I mean, we were talking about earlier. It's starting to get there. You know, it's starting to get to that point where this 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 Ross Chastain thing, this Melon Man brand thing that he's got going on is starting to transition a little bit to beyond just racing fans, you know, because oh yeah all these people they don't know any of these people in trucks. I mean you got to be really hardcore to watch every single one of these laps on so the truck race and Xfinity race and cup race and know every single one of these drivers. I don't know no. all these drivers in trucks and Xfinity. Okay. I no. watch the races like they'll be on and stuff but I don't follow all these guys. I follow Cup. You know right. that's what I follow. And I'll be the first one to tell you, Hey, in the the later years, like right here, the current situation with cup, I know more about cup right now than I probably have the last four or five years, just because I've kind of, I've been keeping up with it and following it on peripheral.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I haven't been like studying it every week. Like we have for the last year and a half. I just seeing that being said and spoke of around normal people so to speak is really really interesting and i wonder how much further that's going to go after this weekend and that's it that's what i was thinking of before that i forgot and now i remember. gotcha so you can continue with your red flag green flag
0: all right spot on with that uh red flag green flag
1: flag. not spot on we're not taking somebody else's
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was saying spot on to what you were saying. Okay. I did not agree anymore. (laughs) Red flag, green flag. Denny Hamlin edges out Kyle Larson to win the NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas. Edges out. Edges out, baby. Edges out. Wrecks them, whatever you want to say. Man, he he wrecked them. You're right. Uh, Let me just rephrase that. How about Denny Hamlin defeats Kyle Larson to win the NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas. Speedway? Um,
1: People should have been talking more. About about a different kind of contact in this race than just what happened on pit Road. Because there was a heavy contact on the back, too. The back straight was, it so it was it heavy? It spun him out into the wall.
0: Well, I don't think it, the contact spun him out. It definitely did, but I think the the air had a lot to do with it, too. Uh, um, the, the air didn't turn him into the wall. Well, it it I don't
1: know. It, I, I promise so, you, the air got him loose uh, in the middle of the corner and up right. into the wall a little bit. Yeah, but Hamlin didn't get beside him. Right. And you no know, back straight away, he punched him in the in the I think of the right rear. Right. Just hit him there. I mean, the air didn't spin him out.
0: <laughs> so, I I'm going to plead the fifth because I am not an expert on how I can't sit here and describe that situation to our audience in a way that denny hamlin did and i'm not just like oh denny hamlin um the way he explained it was absolutely educational like it, i i have a hard time learning that stuff the way he described it to a t i could imagine it i i felt it like i knew what he was talking about just hearing it so i if you guys are indifferent or you don't know at least go listen to the latest episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin. He explains that, and it, he does a, a, a fantastic job
1: of explaining mm-hmm. that. I, I heard his segment on that, and I mean, I get from his point of view. I just, I know I see what I see as well, and yeah. I can't take, especially something that comes out of his mouth, at 100% gospel. I just yeah. I can't Oh, do no, it. I get it. I can't yeah. can do it. Um, I don't like the way it ended. I wish they would have been able to race all the way back. Like somebody preaches all the time, you know, but it didn't happen that way. Um, he, uh, Larson got Hamlin on the back straightaway, So
0: Ooh. red flag. I am green flag on this because I already have a Kyle Larson diecast in my collection from when he won 2021 Kansas Speedway fall race. Now I get a Denny Hamlin. I am very excited about that diecast. Hopefully it gets produced, But you can go pre-order right now at lionelracing.com. Go do that. Uh, I get to add a Denny Hamlin diecast. I'm really excited about that. So definitely a green flag for me. Uh, the next one, moving on, it's not, again, not really so much for you. Uh, I have Kansas Speedway, uh, the track officials, the police that were uh, controlling the traffic around the racetrack absolutely fantastic like i don't know what it is like for uh talladega because it's way 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 bigger than kansas bway mm-hmm. but uh last i would say like the last three times i've went to kansas way for nascar events i have been sitting in that parking lot for at least two hours getting out it's not as bad as texas texas was like four hours of just trying to get out of the parking lot yeah uh this time i was probably I was probably sitting there in my truck for at least 30 minutes before I got to the highway, which is remarkable like that. They had that stuff down. Like it was fantastic. So spot on or uh, a green flag to them. Uh, The next one I have is Kansas Speedway is the greatest one point uh, mile and a half racetrack. NASCAR has definitely green flag for me.
1: Mile and a half. Yeah, I can say that. I can say that. I say green flag. All right.
0: Uh, the next one I have is, (laughs) I I don't know why I put this one, but Ross Chastain just simply doesn't care. (laughs) Green flag, red flag. Where are you at? I
1: I feel like if he didn't care, he would be taking advantage of his, his notoriety a little bit more. Right. Like he would, if I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm putting it. Um, it's it's hard for me to say he doesn't care right because i feel like his aggression uh kind of gets ahead of him a little bit
0: but i don't know if i don't know if he doesn't care let, let me let me rephrase that so Rash saying simply doesn't care whether people like him or not i'll let say great flag on that him. yeah absolutely yeah so the The reason I posted, I, uh, I said this in specifically, and I know we're running long and I'm going to go real, real fast through this. Um, I was in the infield for the pre-race of the tr- uh, cup series. And I actually Twitter, I think I Twitter lived the entire, uh, driver's intros mm-hmm. to the cup race. And when, oh my goodness, when they got to Ross Chastain, it was very, very interesting. So uh, think back to Monday Night Raw uh, after uh, 2011, after Money in the Bank, when CM Punk won. Uh, they have a tournament. Rey Mysterio wins the WWE title. John Cena beats him. And then that night, CM Punk comes out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you remember how CM Punk walked out from behind the curtain? He kind of like slowly, slowly, slowly turned and looked at the crowd. Kind of, that- yeah. When I tell you this announcer announced Ross Chastain and the absolute booze, this man got like nuclear heat. Ty Gibbs got some serious heat. Kyle Bush got some serious heat. Joey Logano got booed out of the place. Denny Hamlin got booed. Ross Chastain was very, very loud of like the booze. And this man Slowly, almost Ric Flair-like, step, 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 look. <laughs> and he grinned. I am telling you, when this man grinned, it, the place got even louder. Like, this dude knows exactly what he's doing. He is, like, the most professional wrestling race car driver <laughs> NASCAR has ever seen. He he knows he's manipulating the crowd and it makes my heart happy to a point where uh, the guy that was sitting next or standing next to me uh, says something along the lines of, man, this place really doesn't like Ross Chastain. And I said, I think we all like Ross Chastain, but it's just way too much fun to hate him. Like it's so much fun to boo Ross Chastain. And I think Ross Chastain seriously doesn't, doesn't care like you know how you know we're all talking you know you walk into a room and everyone's talking and everybody just stops talking you're like well i don't care if you guys are talking about me but like deep down we really do we kind of do because as humans we just want that affection and stuff i really don't think ross chastain cares i don't think he cares whatsoever if people cheer him or if people uh, boo him i think if in his mind i feel like (laughs) He says, man, if this, whole, uh, if this whole racing thing doesn't work out, at least I, can, I have a, a watermelon farm I can go back and make <laughs> a living on. You know what I mean? Like, um, he has that mentality, and I'm here for it.
1: He's, he's Earnhardt, dude. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, he, it's hard to disagree.
1: It's, it's, it's straight up, it's the exact same thing. I'm not talking about his driving. I'm talking about his persona. And I'm talking about how he's coming across with the fans. People booed the mess out of Dale Earnhardt. And then it's like, well, but we don't want to see him go anywhere. Right. Because it's fun to boo this guy. He's the bad guy. He's the man in black, the intimidator. Tell me, Ross, just ain't an intimidator when he gets underneath somebody and they freak out and hit the wall.
0: I'll tell you what.
1: It's just, man. I know um, this is not the Ross Chastain podcast, but he's making every podcast out there the Ross Chastain podcast lately. Yeah. You know, so I,
0: just, we, I we do
1: it. have to hurry up and get on out of here. I want yeah. to do one red flag, green flag for you. Okay. Let's go. Red flag, green flag. RCR skips throwback weekend.
0: Um, okay. Well, uh, Red flag mm-hmm. because
1: isn't that disappointing?
0: Well, it's not disappointing because Kyle Bush's paint scheme is no, a throwback no, to RCR's no, first no, win. No, what no, what are you talking about? No,
1: no, no. Don't <laughs> don't perfect. give me that social media crap that they put on Twitter.
0: Wasn't that hilarious? I <laughs> throwback to
1: three that. two months ago when he won his first race at RCR. <laughs> Shut up! You had so I, much opportunity. Everybody was looking forward to seeing Kyle Bush in this red eight Dale jr. Paint scheme or something, or maybe even the intimidators paint scheme with the eight, like the old Bush car. He had the old Nova. Everybody was looking forward to this with like this silver metallic numbers on it. Like, man, this is going to be so much fun. And he runs the scheme. He ran at auto club.
0: Uh, It's not even a throwback
1: Lucas scheme. It's just, it's the same one. He just did. And and the three is not any different. The three is not any different.
0: If anybody
1: yeah. should be running an Earnhardt scheme out there, which there's always like four or five of them, if anybody should be running anything, Earnhardt at all, or even Richard, there's a Richard Childress scheme out there. It's not even from Richard Childress's cars.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Dude. I mean, especially this year, because it seems like there's a lot on the table. I mean, I, it seems like everyone's either doing a Kevin Harvick scheme or a Dale Jarrett scheme yeah kind of like and there's four Jarrett's and like 12 harvick's or something there, yeah there's
1: like there's at least at least two or three harvicks there's um i know there's an Earnhardt wheaties car out there mm-hmm. i know that there's a childress red and white car out there but that's just the three and the eight are gonna look like to do every other weekend i yeah. mean whatever it's what their sponsors want i guess but that's yeah. so that's just a shame
0: yeah, it's disappointing for sure.
1: Wouldn't you have liked to have a good Cobbush throwback to like oh, yeah. the old... I think the old 8 Nova would have been amazing. It would oh, have yeah. absolutely been amazing. You could have 3C on the side of it, whatever you want. I don't care. You could have Lucas spelled out like Goodwrench was. Whatever. But, God, what a cool car that would have been. Oh, uh, we can only dream about it now, though. We just have to look at right. one Earnhardt. Uh, Dale, Dale Jr. has. Um but we need to get on out of here, dude. We need to yeah, talk about sir. Darlington real quick. If you want to do that, we, uh, have you, you seen some of the latest throwbacks that come out? I guess. Um, you see Herbie's getting a throwback. The love bug.
0: Uh, I thought I saw it. I've never seen that movie, so I have no idea. None of the,
1: you never seen any of the Herbie, the love bug movies.
0: No. Okay.
1: Well, I saw them when I was a kid and I, you know, the last one I saw in theaters, but it, I, I dig them just because when I was a kid, I, I grew up watching those movies and it's fun. It's just a goofy little silly kids movie with a Volkswagen Beetle in a race car. And that wound up being my number later on, not because of Herbie. Just, it just happened to work out where that was the same number I chose. But, um, Oh, awesome. He's got an Xfinity car. He's, uh, somebody's throwback into that. And the 43 car actually is going to have a, Petty throwback. That's really cool. Uh, I think it's going to be an all Petty blue car with a black roof. I believe that's right. The some car somewhere is I don't, I don't know which series it's in. It's going to there's going to be an Adam Petty tribute. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, it's a spree car. It's that green and blue and red and all that. Let's see. Was there anything else that. That might have jumped out. I know Corey LaJoy's running a 7-Eleven car. Which I
0: hate so much.
1: <laughs> well, he uh, did that not too long ago, too. Didn't he? he I know. Triple seven. It bo- yeah.
0: yeah, it bothered me then, too.
1: Like, oh get on NASCAR for letting them play around with that. It ain't like his number is actually 7-Eleven. It's still seven.
0: Well, even like with Kyle Bush with the 3-Chi, uh, like it, it bothers me. It 83 chi? bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it bothers me.
1: What do you think about dirt track drivers with letters behind the numbers? I
0: despise that.
1: I had to do that one time. Why? Because I rolled in on a class where somebody else, for some reason, had a 53. That is such a rare number on dirt. Usually there's did- three or four threes out there, you know, and then you'll put the, the letters at the back of those with the last names. Off. I had to be 53D. 3D. Yeah, fifty. It's I mean, it's kind of neat, fifty three D. That's that's pretty cool. But yeah, but I oh, I had gosh. to do it because there was a fifty three that was signed up already in front of me, and this isn't my track. Oh, man. if it was my track, they would have made him do it. But I was mm-hmm. visiting a track, and somebody had got there just before me with a fifty three. I was like, okay, I guess I'm fifty three D tonight, and get some duct tape oh, and put a D on the side of it.
0: I can't stand that, like, I, I can't and either. I don't know why. Like, what what number are you? Gosh. Oh, I'm the. I'm the fifty, fifty
1: three D. Yeah, you I, know what? Like, I number agree. Number fifty three. I'm glad we got out of three digit numbers to NASCAR. I can oh, tell you that. I, that's worse to me than a, a letter. A three digit oh, number yes. is way, way 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 worse than a letter. Because we have cars out there number K nine, or number D nine. I think there was a D nine once. Um, P five. There was a car out there V eight, at our local tracks. Yeah, and all that's like. Funny, whatever, but then he had like number uh, 129. Like, no. no, right? No, I'd rather have a gaudy looking letter in front of it or something than, and have it be two digits or have that little small letter behind it if you have to to distinguish the driver's last name. I don't know. That's just now there's a,
0: there's a driver over in Wheatland, Missouri, and he drives the 5005. The what the
1: 5005
0: 5005? Yeah, and they call it he wants it called as the 5005.
1: Not like the five double
0: five or nothing like that, nothing neat. Nope. Just nope. five, five, uh, yeah, five. Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm like, whatever, dude, call it the Seuss. Um, that's <laughs> awful.
1: Uh, anything you want to throw out at Darlington real quick before the end of the uh, before we get to the podcast, Jackson Partners? Um,
0: I love this racetrack, it's one of my uh, must, must see racetracks. Uh, I definitely want to go visit. Uh, turn three and four is going to be treacherous, treacherous, mm-hmm. treacherous. Uh, I love this racetrack and you will too. So, set back and enjoy the the throwback paint schemes this, this weekend.
1: Um, I think we're going to kind of skip running through all the podcast drafting partners, you know, you know, the, the thing, you know, they, you know, all of them, we say them every week, we love them, we love all our friends out there. And we appreciate all of them coming, you know, on their shows and mentioning us too. Uh, I personally we're running really long, we need to get on out of here, dude. Um, thank everybody for listening to this week's show. We got an email at in the marblespot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. Our shirts are at whatamaneuver.net. We have a throwbacking shirt and a throwback weekend shirt just for this race this weekend, and it's also available all year long. Um, also, skinnymixes.com. If you go to those, go to code, um, use code marbles at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Um, thank, thank you to all the different podcast drafting partners we have. Shout out to all you guys. You hear them at the end of our show every single week. And the two commercials we threw in from Tales from the State. And um oh, brain fart, Tim, <laughs> pulling up a chair with Tim and a chair shot. Um, thank you to everybody. And uh, we're going to get on out of here. But before we do, you got anything you want to add?
0: Remember, the fastest way to my heart is by a good rim ride. And as always, oh, peace. Wow. Love <laughs> and all of the above.
1: Which which is better, a good rim ride or a good bottom feed? We'll see That's you next good. time in the marbles. <laughs>